Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and this week we are celebrating a belated birthday to a one Ina Garten, and I guess a a pre-birthday celebration today... The day this episode drops is the eve of my 36th birthday. Yes, my birthday is on February 4th. Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, I do love that both Ina and I are born so close together. I just feel like there's something special about finding out like a celebrity, especially if it's like one of your favorite celebrities, is born like on or near your birthday. You know, I remember I made a short list of um, other people that are... uh, born on my birthday because I remember like even though a lot of these people on the list are cool and I guess when I was younger I just never like thought they were cool like I wanted I don't know I wanted someone like really a-list so here's a here's a couple people that are born on February 4th some celebrities we have Rosa Parks we have Jonathan Larson who was the composer of Rent uh, and Tick Tick Boom Uh, We also have, I just found uh, this out today, Tabitha Brown, who is really well known on TikTok um, for like, she's like vegan and she's like super cool. So I was excited about that to share a birthday with Tabitha. So happy birthday, Tabitha. Um, Also, Alice Cooper, which I mean, I was kind of a young, young buck uh, not that I couldn't have like discovered Alice Cooper like later on in life too, but I, I definitely know uh, what's the song like feed my Frankenstein like that's like the only Alice Cooper the the only Alice Cooper I know is because of the movie uh, Wayne's World I guess it's the first one maybe it's the second one I can't remember but I remember I think he has like a cameo in it and then uh, last but certainly not least is George A. Romero who is a very well-known uh, director what did he do Dawn of the Dead I don't know I'm not a horror movie guy but I know that he's like a legend now I'm nervous that he didn't write Down of the Dead. Maybe Night of the Living Dead? I don't know. Either way, George A. Romero, here's to you. I feel like he just passed away recently as well, too. No, never mind. He passed away in 2017. Who am I getting confused with? Stan Lee? I don't know. I'm just going to stop here and uh, <laughs> just move on with the episode. Uh, what else? Uh, I do have plans for my birthday this weekend. I'm excited. I'm taking uh, tomorrow off, the actual day of my birthday on Friday, and... I'm having like a me day and really that's just like me sitting in bed all day drinking coffee and watching The Real Housewives of New York, um, which I'm currently obsessed with. If you listen to my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, where we talk about all of our favorite best supporting actresses and then some, uh, we are... We've both been recently introduced to The Real Housewives of New York and we're really kind of like have dived in headfirst, so... Currently obsessed with that. Um, Keon also got me a massage for Friday, which I'm very excited about. I've never had a massage before. And it's never that I... I'm not one of those people who don't like to be touched either, too. Like, I enjoy a massage. I just, like... I've never sought it out. So I'm very excited for that. And the guy that is doing my massage gave Keon massage, like, maybe, like, a couple months ago or something. So he said, very high recommended. So I'm excited for that. Um... I do, I, I feel like, although I, I, it's like I hold my breath for all of this because we're gonna, we, we'll probably go out at some point, maybe Friday night and, you know, throughout the weekend, but there is a, uh, a winter storm a-brewing, so I'm not holding my breath 
if everything falls apart, it's it's fine. It's fine and not fine. I feel like if you have a winter birthday, you're used to like <laughs> disappointment, but not disappointing birthdays, just like, you know, canceled parties, canceled plans because of snowstorms. I remember when I was younger, like my mom, would, like we, my parents would have to like cancel birthdays because like snowstorms would hit. So, um, you know, we'll make do. I'll, it'll, it'll be fine. I feel like you get to a certain point where, you know, you'll celebrate at some point and it doesn't have to be like that day. But I'm excited to eat some delicious cake. Kian, I picked out my cake. He got me a tiramisu cake. So I am real excited for that. Um, and I think my parents are getting me a cookie cake, which I love. I, I, I thought everyone loved cookie cakes. Like I never met anyone who hasn't. And then I, I can't remember which one of my friends says, was it Colin, my co-host? For my other podcast, I can't remember, <clears throat> excuse me, if he doesn't like them. I can't remember, but I love them. Give me a cookie cake any day of the week. I love the frosting that comes on it. Ugh, it is so good. So I'm going to eat my weight and cookie cake and other cakes the entire weekend. So anyway, I'm trying to think of a clever se- uh, segue, but there really isn't anything. So, uh, you know, in celebration of both my birthday as well as Ina's. I chose a dessert episode. I love desserts. Ina loves desserts. I feel like it's a win-win. So let's get into it. This is Back to Basics, season 18. It's one of the, I don't want to say one of the most recent seasons, but I feel like it's the last season of Back to Basics, at least on Discovery Plus. And this is episode eight, Cook Like a Pro, and it's called Just Desserts. So here we go. Ina begins. She says, This is all about dessert, and there's something for everyone. First, for chocolate lovers, a decadent chocolate cake with mocha frosting that'll wow your guests. Prunes in Armagnac are an incredibly elegant French dessert. Then, salted peanut caramel popcorn, rich chocolate sauce, ice cream, and a sweetened whipped cream come together in a crazy delicious salted caramel sundae. It's an American classic, but updated. And that that's it. <laughs> I thought there was more. I was like reading my notes. Um, a quick intro. I feel like she has that like on all like the back to basics cook like a pro. She's like, my name's Iden Garden and I've been cooking and baking for decades. But I skipped that part because, you know, you get the gist. Uh, but I'm excited for this. Three very different desserts. Um, the chocolate cake is going to be my favorite, obviously. Like who doesn't love chocolate cake? And And speaking of that, let's just let's get into that. Uh, Ina begins in the library, that like fabulous library with like the orange couches that I dream about all day. I just love it. I, I don't know. It looks like comfy and chic at the same time, which is like the, the balance of a couch that I want in my home as well. Um, so she says, I think if I took a poll, most people would say their favorite cake is chocolate cake. And I thought, how can I make it better? I know. I love coffee. So what if I combine the two to make a chocolate cake with mocha frosting? And to that, Ina, I say yes. A resounding yes. Um, I love... You know what made me think of this, too? Because, uh, well, first of all, I also love coffee and chocolate together. Anything with mocha, I am always in. But Keon and I were talking the other day. There is a really great bakery in Pittsburgh called Butterwood, and they have the best brownies. They're so good. I love a brownie. I really do. Um, and they also have, and, and the brownie is like, 
I swear it's like five inches by five inches. It is huge. It's awesome. I could eat one by myself, obviously, but um, they have like little slivers of them. They're maybe like two inches by like four inches. I don't know why I'm giving you the dimensions, but it's like a little slice. And they also, and uh, the smaller ones have like frosting on top of it. And I love a frosted brownie. Like bring on the chocolate frosting. And Keon said he doesn't like it. He said it's too much sugar. And I was like, what? I, I do get it. Like there are certain desserts that now as I get older, I just cannot do. Like I... I can't eat fudge anymore. I am past fudge age. I just think it's too rich. It's too, it's too much. I mean, I'm I'm down for like a like a little nibble and that's it. But um a chocolate frosted brownie? I I had to like really think about that. Like why he didn't like that because what's not to love? And and really this cake kind of looks like that. I think that's maybe where my mind was going. But anyway. Um okay, so she starts with uh, 12 tablespoons of butter and two cups of sugar. This is in the standing mixer. And while that's beating away, she adds some good vanilla. And then she looks at the camera and says, good vanilla, as if it were like in air quotes. I feel like since these episodes, maybe like this batch of episodes, like the Cook Like a Pro, since they're more like recent, she is more self-aware. Like she knows what the good, like the good vanilla is a thing. You know, I feel like she... She gets the wink and she's giving it to us, which I, I love. So then she adds three extra large eggs, one at a time, and gives that a mix. Uh, this is all still within the standing mixer. And she gives a, uh, she scrapes down the sides, very important. I feel like they're never going to develop the technology, like for a standing mixer to like scrape everything. You know what I mean? There's always that like, it's always on the side and it never gets all the way on the bottom. And I know they have the paddle attachment with like the spatula thing. I don't have that. Um, does it work? Question mark. I don't know. Either way. Um, so next up, she's going to make the coffee slash chocolate mixture. Uh, so she uh, starts with two thirds of a cup of hot tap water. And then she adds two thirds of a cup of cocoa powder. She's like, you want really good cocoa powder, Dutch processed if you have it. Uh, and then followed by a teaspoon of instant espresso powder. She gives that a whisk and then adds some half and half. So really decadent stuff here. Uh, and then the dry ingredients, you know, the typical flour, baking soda, salt. And then she alters the dry and wet ingredients starting uh, and ending with the dry ingredients. And she mixes it all up and then gives a good, she takes it off the little like, you know, she what am I trying to say? She detaches the bowl and then she kind of just gives uh, a good like hand mix to make sure everything is incorporated within the bottom too. Again, it doesn't get everything on the bottom. So you got to do it by hand anyway. So what's, what's the point? Um, so she, uh, then she presents a nine by 13 pan on the counter that is already battered, <laughs> battered, buttered and floured. And then she pours the batter in. It looks so good. I'm a batter queen. I'm a dough queen. I just, ugh, I just want to eat it all with a spoon. I've been like really into Nutella. Like I forgot about Nutella and then I bought it last week and it was gone very quickly. And I bought it again this week. I just, um, I don't know why Nutella reminded me of cake batter, but you know, it's like that consistency sort of. Um, anyway, she pours the batter in the pan. She pops it in the oven at 350 for 30 minutes and now it's time for the best part, which is the mocha frosting. Oh, so good. Um, so she starts out with 12 ounces of bittersweet chocolate, 
and uh, three tablespoons of diced unsalted butter. And next is two teaspoons of instant espresso powder followed by one and a half cups of heavy cream. Uh, so she gives this a, a stir into all the, until the chocolate is melted. I just got really confused because I thought this was the double boiler moment, but that's later for the popcorn. Anyway, just had to say that out loud because I was looking at my notes and being like, wait, where's the double boiler? Um, so she gives that a stir. It looks great. I could like eat that with a spoon. So after the chocolate is melted, she adds one tablespoon of Kahlua, a little bit of vanilla, some good vanilla, and then covers it with plastic wrap and puts it in the fridge for 30 minutes, which I, I don't know what kind of like, it is like a buttercream and it's not a buttercream because after it's cooled, she gets the hand mixer out and gives it a little mix. And the the frosting is like a little glossier than I would like. I feel like I've talked about this consistency of frosting prior to this. I don't, it's like, I, I feel like if I was making this, I would want to whip it a little bit more. Not like whip, but like, I don't know. I maybe would have put it in the standing mixer. With that being said, I would eat every morsel of this. Like, it's it's fine. Like, I'm sure it's delicious. Um, and she said it's almost like chocolate ganache turned into frosting, which I it, I feel like, you know, for a visual, for those who haven't watched the episode, that's, that's kind of what it looks like. So she pours the frosting onto the cake. Uh, she only frosts the top, which I love, because it's at this point, it's out of the 9 by 13. She puts it on like a you know, like a, a big block of wood to present it. Um, I love a lot of frosting too. Like don't shy away from it. I think one of my biggest complaints um, with cakes, like if it's a two layer cake, is like who decided that the middle layer has to be super thin? You know what I mean? Like I feel like every layer should be equally thick. Uh, so I always get really excited when cakes are like that. But this cake, kind of the opposite. It's just on top, um, but it still looks deloish. So next she shows us a little bit of like a like a little bit of a trick or a little bit of a you know hot tip to cut it into 12 perfect pieces. Um, so she scores the top of the frosting. She never really cuts deep enough to get into the cake. And of course she cuts it in half and then kind of halves the half to just get it all even because she wants 12 perfect pieces. Um, and she, she quotes Julia Child uh, here. She says, as Julia Child says, a party without a cake is just a meeting, which I love. I want to like put that on a tote bag. So she holds up a piece of the cake. It looks great, but she doesn't take a bite. I was very surprised by this. I feel like Ina would not pass up a chocolate cake, um, but you never know. Maybe she couldn't. Maybe she wasn't in the mood that day. Who knows? <laughs> so the chocolate cake, that's the end of it. It looks great. Um, I want to make this. All right, so moving on, where are we now? We're moving on to the uh, the prunes with Armagnac or in Armagnac. Uh, it looks great, it, but I, I, I say that it looks great, but it also looks like, to quote Ina, a dog's breakfast because it really does. Um, I love prunes. I think they're so good. Like every time my grandma, like we sometimes buy prunes if we're like, you know, we all know what prunes are good for, wink, wink. But um, I, I just love them. I think they're so delicious. But I guess you got to be careful with this because I feel you'd be like running to the toilet. I don't know. Um, so she starts out with three cups of water and a saucepan and then sort of ties like three tea bags together and then like swirls them around in the water. But I don't know if she does this the whole time. Anyway, she says it's black tea with spices in them. So I don't know what kind of tea that is. Um, and she says she steeps it for five minutes, but maybe, 
I don't know if she's standing over the stove, like swirling it for five minutes. I feel like she steeped it. I don't know. Maybe she did. Uh, doesn't matter. But next are the prunes, which are pitted, and she, you know, sort of tumbles them into the tea uh, in the saucepan. And then she adds a third a cup of honey. And, oh, I just lost my place in my notes here. Okay, she brings it to a boil and then lowers the heat to simmer. She then says, the prunes are looking sweet, plump, and delicious, just like me. And then she laughs to herself, uh, which I thought was cute. And then she takes the prunes off the heat to add some more delicious flavorings, which is, of course, the Armagnac, one and a calf, one and a calf, one and a half cups. Uh, and she says it's a liqueur that has, uh, like, notes of berries and plums. I've never had it. I've never heard of it. It sounds very French. Um, I wonder what kind of cocktail it goes in. Is it just liqueur or is it meant to be in things? I should have done more research, but I didn't. Um, so in addition to the Armagnac, she adds one and a half teaspoons of good vanilla, one cup of freshly squeezed orange juice, uh, one vanilla bean with the, you know, the seeds sort of scraped out, two cinnamon sticks, and then some lemon zest. But not like a zest, as in she like cuts four strips of lemon zest, if that makes sense. And then she also adds slices of lemon, and she lets that sit, sit for six hours. I, I think I'd be into this. I mean, in general, like especially when it comes together, I think I'd be really into it. I love prunes. It doesn't look to be the most appetizing dessert ever, but it does look chic in like a unique way, I guess. Um, so, you know, through the magic of Food Network, we already have a batch that has been sitting for six hours and um, and it gets really thick. Like the, the, it, the, the sauce really does get absorbed by the prunes. Um, so it looks lovely. So next, it's time to plate it, really. That's like all you kind of have to do is the dessert is done. She gets a low, shallow bowl, a white bowl, naturally. And she puts uh, she puts some of the, the prunes into a bowl with some sauce and then a little bit of zest on top of that. And then she finishes it off with a little bit of lemon juice, another just like light splash of Armagnac, and then a scoop of vanilla ice cream. And honestly, I think that scoop of vanilla ice cream is what makes the dessert. I feel like if it wasn't for that, I probably still would love it. But um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like anything with vanilla ice cream is going to be a win. So um, anyway, so she takes a bite and she throws her head back and just like closes her eyes for like 10 seconds. It's the longest sort of like reaction to anything I've ever seen in like the history of the Barefoot Contessa. I, I guess it really like knocks your sock up. Not <laughs> just one sock, knocks your socks off. Um, I'm willing to try it. Maybe, you know, one of these days, if I'm feeling fancy at a dinner party, I'll, wh I'll whip this out. But until then, it is time to go to the salted caramel sundae. And I, well, I'll, I'll get into it before I, you know, pick it apart. Although in general, I, I think I'd really like this a lot. She starts by roasting some salted peanuts, followed by uh, some popcorn that was made in a bag. I feel like it's the good popcorn. Um, I, I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm not a popcorn guy and I know I'm in the minority there. It just really, it's just like never has done anything for me. Like I'm never jonesing for popcorn. I never get excited over it. I will eat it. And I hate that because everyone loves popcorn. And like, you know, when you go to the movie, you get the big bag of popcorn or, or and we, 
I feel like um, or Keon bought a a popcorn maker from like the thrift store many moons ago and I think he make he makes it quite often and and I I like the stuff that goes in it like you could put like you know I lo- I guess if I was if I was forced to eat it if I had to choose I love I like the cheesy popcorn let's face it you know like that tin you get there's like the there's like the butter popcorn the caramel popcorn and the cheese I'm going for the cheese and I do like it but it's again it's I mean, I, I do like a caramel popcorn. I like caramel popcorn with maybe like, maybe like a white chocolate, like white chocolate drizzle on popcorn. That would be good. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't really love popcorn, but I think I would really love this dessert. So let's get a little bit more into it. So in addition to the, the peanuts and the popcorn, which she sort of mixes together in a bowl, she is making homemade caramel. And she's like, I know it sounds scary, but it's actually really easy. And it actually does look easy. I thought you had to add uh, heavy cream to it, but I guess you don't need it because really all it is is one and a half cups of sugar and a quarter cup of water. And you put that, she makes it like in a saucepan um, or a skillet rather, like a not the opposite of a nonstick skillet. What is that called? A stick skillet? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's like that silver skillet that she has. Anyway, uh, so she cooks that, the sugar and the water for... A few minutes swirling occasionally and she takes it off the heat and adds a tablespoon of corn syrup and I wrote here in my notes this is gonna sound really gross but I will also say don't knock it till you try it or maybe everyone has I don't know but when I was younger when my dad um, w- we would have like you know pancakes on Saturday or whatever and my mom would make them and he would use caro syrup on his pancakes or he would put it on and I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, God. And then I tried it. It is so good and so bad for you. So, yeah, caro corn syrup is just, it's divine. I mean, it'll give you a heart attack by the time you're 40 if you keep it up. But every once in a while, it is it hits the spot. So if you're looking for a substitute, if you, if you run out of regular maple syrup, try that caro uh, corn syrup because you won't regret it. Um, anyway, back to the caramel, uh, she adds two teaspoons or no, she, I can't remember. Oh, she adds a tablespoon of the, uh, the corn syrup. Then she adds two teaspoons of good vanilla and then she tosses it in the, uh, the caramel and the peanut, or she puts like the peanuts and, uh, popcorn into the caramel and just kind of, you know, marries it together. So then uh, she also adds two teaspoons of salt on top of it. Uh, and then she spreads it out onto a sheet pan in order for it to cool. And then she takes two forks to sort of separate the larger mounds of popcorns just so it's like, you know, manageable. You don't want to like break your teeth off. But after this, she adds a little fleur de sel on top of it. I don't know if I've railed against... <laughs> salt salt on things yet specifically salt on desserts i i just feel like an enough you know i we went to a donut place uh, a new donut place that opened up in our neighborhood and the donuts were great um we went there twice within like three days the first time i got a vanilla donut and it was awesome and the second time keon really wanted like it was a chocolate donut with like a, a glaze and then it also had it looked like fleur de sel on top of it it was just like salt and I just, I just, I don't mind the flavor profile. I get it. I get that like caramel 
is, you know, it brings out the flavor and it's like, it's all the rage. Everyone loves salt on desserts, but I don't know. I just feel like a little can go a long way. I do like salt. I don't know where I'm going with all this. Maybe others, you know, others that are listening also agree with me, but I feel like cool it with the salts. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's, that's where I am with that. (laughs) So anyway, while she's waiting for the popcorn to set, she makes some homemade whipped cream, which, you know, of course is just heavy whipping cream, a tablespoon of sugar and, and some, some good vanilla. Very easy to make. Uh, so while the cream is whipping, Ina separates more of the popcorn into some smaller bites and she, you know, she nabs a taste for herself also. And, uh, she loves it. Spoiler alert. And then the final ingredient for this, uh, the sundae is the homemade chocolate sauce. And this is where the double boiler comes in. Uh, so this is the eight, she uses eight ounces of bittersweet chocolate, and then she pours heavy cream into a double boiler and then adds the chocolate into it. And next is two teaspoons. We got that corn syrup again. Um, (laughs) she uses light corn syrup, so it's a little better for you. Uh, but she, she adds that to give it some body and some shine. And then the last is some instant coffee granules because we all know chocolate and coffee are just uh, two peas in a pod. So now it is time to build the sundaes. So Ina is, she's practically giddy here. She's, it's really cute how excited she is. I feel like she really does get a kick out of, um, you know, stuff that, like she said, is like, it's meant for children, but like she, she turns up the volume and makes it sort of chic and edible for adults too. So she starts with some of the chocolate sauce that she makes or she made uh, in a shallow bowl again. And then I love this. She does three mini scoops of, again, salted, but I'll allow it, salted caramel ice cream. I feel like it's almost salted caramel gelato, the consistency of it. And just like the container that she uses, it looks like a Talenti, if anyone's familiar. I know I am. Um, And then, uh, so she scoops three mini scoops of that Uh, on top of the chocolate sauce and then she just kind of sprinkles the homemade caramel popcorn followed by like a big dollop of whipped cream on top i i'm i'm in i'm all in i know i was bitching about popcorn but i i think i'd be really into this because i do love a crunch too and then she says she like grabs a spoon and she's like all i need now is a big spoon and a big smile (laughs) i was like okay uh and then she's like well i hope i've inspired you to make lots of great desserts because everyone what was it everyone knows no because everyone always remembers dessert and then she takes a spoonful of the the chocolate sundae or the you know the sundae and then she she holds it up and says wow and then she takes a bite out of it and says that's just crazy good and then the episode cuts (laughs) i'm sure it is honestly i would be totally down for that again ice cream makes everything better even popcorn (sighs) well that was a fun episode i'm glad that we've got to you know we know what armagnac is now i hope we learned something i know i did and i hope that Ina had a great birthday. Of course, her birthday has already passed. Ina's birthday, by the way, is February 2nd. I didn't say that at the beginning of the episode. But I guess that's all I have. I'm excited for my three-day weekend, my little B-day weekend ahead of me. I hope you all have a great weekend. And thanks for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. 
Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. That's that's all I could ask for on my birthday. Why don't you go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating. I know you're out there. I see the numbers. Um, and if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.